Welcome to the Life and Times podcast with your host Lloyd Phillips. This is a podcast that's put on for the people, by the people, of the people. I, to be honest, I think I'm the only people. It's all. It's really just going to be me, probably, and uh, occasionally maybe some other people, but. Welcome back to another show of Lifetimes Podcast. Um, you know, thanks for tuning in this this week. Thanks for tuning in. And, uh, you know, we'll get right into the show after a word from our sponsors. Today's show sponsors are Boxing Bear Print Company. You can reach them at BoxingBear.com. It's an independent art studio established in 2011, and they have all your art needs. So, if you really love alternative art prints, I would go check out Boxing Bear Print Company at BoxingBear.com, BoxingBear.com, get to them now.com. And the next sponsor is TheCookieBarnWaco.com. They're actually called The Cookie Barn, but that's where you can reach them, at thecookiebarnwaco.com. They're an online cookie company, and they have a pickup location, and they deliver locally in the Waco, Texas area, but they also ship nationwide. So order for birthdays, anniversaries, reunions, showers, or for any occasion. Just enjoy them yourself. Uh, They also specialize in company-client relations, and they have discount pricing. So let your clients know that you're thinking about them and that you appreciate their business. Also, with every purchase... You'll be satisfied knowing that you're supporting an amazing nonprofit organization that helps foster and adoptive families. So every portion, uh, a portion of every purchase goes towards e1a.org. Encourage one another. e1a.org. Thecookiebarnwaco.com. So anyway, welcome, welcome back, everybody. Um, you know, in, interesting times. Interesting times I've had. Uh, for those of you that... Uh, you know, I say that all the time. If you listen to the show, you basically know my life story. It's what it is, really. And, and I'm nobody famous, so if you don't know me, <laughs> maybe it's not cool at all. Um, but I got these dogs, and I don't know if I've told you this story before. If I have, I, I, I apologize, but I'm going somewhere with this. So I got these two dogs. And to be honest, um, they were supposed to be corgis. They're not corgis. I may have told that on the show, so I'm going to really shorthand this part. They're, they weren't corgis, but when they were puppies, you know, there's a chance. <laughs> all tiny dogs look the same in my head. And so, uh, unless they're a pug, and then those are really ugly dogs. Ah, people are going to call them cute when they're little, but they're really ugly dogs. So, anyway, I get these two dogs, supposed to be corgis, and uh, and they're not. So, one grew up, and I, it's like a mix of, uh, I don't know. Look, they're not corgis. Anyway, so I don't like the dogs is where I'm going. And... Uh, a long time ago, I opened the gate, hoping that they would run off, and um, you know, and fi- like 
find a new home. As a matter of fact, I know I've talked about this on the show. So, I'll sh- so hoping they would run off and they're still here. Well, okay. So I still have these dogs that I don't love, um, but I feed them. I'm not abusive. I'm not an abusive dog owner. I just wish I had cooler dogs. <laughs> so anyway, um, I get some wood delivered. My most favorite thing for people who know me personally know this. Most every night I sit on my back porch, and unless it's summertime, most every night I sit on my back porch and I start a fire. And I just sit by the fire and I just sit and hang out. Uh, sometimes I smoke cigars, sometimes I don't. Um, more often than not, I sit up there and watch movies while the fire's going because it feels nice, you know, depending on uh, what the temperature is outside. Even if it's cold, I sit out there, but just just not in summer. hot. Anyway. So, uh, I get some wood delivered and, and in my neighborhood, they don't stack it for you. They do, but it's like, I don't know, 40 more dollars. So, and it doesn't hurt me to stack it myself. So they drop this rick of wood off. Well, turns out, uh, my wife and my neighbor, uh, went to go do this. And so they, they were loading it, you know, to be honest, thank you. Thank you for doing that ladies. Cause I was going to pay this kid across the street to be honest. And now it was free. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of the, the one that helped my wife, it's her kid. Like she took kid. She took your own kid's money. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your mom took your money. Anyway, they let the dogs out. And I told you all that story just to get to this part. Why? Why? I don't, I do not know why to this day. I haven't researched it, uh, at all. I haven't even, I have not Google searched. Not one time. Why do dogs roll in dead stuff? Like, I don't get, I mean, I'm not a dog. I, 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 we're different. Okay. So, uh, um, <laughs> humans like nice smells, I guess. I mean, unless you're a hoarder, right? If you're house, if you live in a hoarder house, I think it probably doesn't smell very good, but, uh, humans like nice smells. Why do dogs roll in dead stuff? Does anybody know the answer to that? Now, once again, I could have I looked it up. I could probably do it now while I'm sitting here. I haven't done it. It just doesn't make any sense as to why dogs would, would roll in dead stuff. And nobody can give you an answer. Oh, I can t- No matter what the answer is, it's made up. It's a human interpretation. Dogs don't talk. Somebody knows. It's like when people are like, dogs can see approximately one and a half miles. Now, I don't know if anybody's ever said that. Like, I don't know if that's a stat. I'm just... I'm just saying that those kinds of stats, they're made up. You don't know. Nobody knows how far a dog can smell hamburger. Do dogs, assuming dogs love hamburgers. I mean, can a dog smell dead animals for two miles? I mean, somebody's going to tell me yes or some variation of it, but you don't ever know. They're, they're just dogs. Uh, anyway, I, I just, I always hear those things about people can tell you grizzly bears can smell up to 14 miles. Well, you know, I didn't read the research paper. I just know, I feel the same way about this. I feel the same way about this. When people say the earth is 37 billion years old, once again, made up facts for the show because I don't know how old people say, but just to make reference, people say, oh, the earth is 37 billion years old. Well, how do you know that it's not 36 billion years old? Like, how do you know? I mean, how do you know? Where did that extra billion come from? I just think it's like made up. It's just made up facts. It's it's not facts. It's like made up science. I'm not saying they're not close. I'm not trying to sound uneducated. 
I've heard of carbon dating. I just am saying when you start extending things that long, this science hadn't existed that long for you to actually know <laughs> that it was for uh, the earth is 42 billion and a half years old. I, I listen, I'm, I'm, I'm just getting really off track here. Why do dogs roll in dead stuff? <laughs> I, I feel like I got real, real philosophical for a minute just to ask why dogs roll in dead stuff. I, you know, it's like, uh, humans, humans. I got a neighbor. I got a neighbor. I have a neighbor who says he's colorblind and, uh, and I don't know, like, I don't get it. It's like, um, he says he can't see color. I'm not saying colorblind is not real. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't know how doctors look in a machine and be like, oh yeah, this kid, this kid can't see blue. I, I, I know that it happens. I know it's a thing. I know it's a thing because there's so many people, but I just don't know how you can't look at a color I've asked him, I asked him previous. I don't know how you can't look at a stop sign in whatever color you see, even if you don't see what a real red is, even if your eyes are different. I don't know how you can't look at a stop sign and be like, okay, that's red. And then, and our school system colors, our school colors are red. Is, is it not the same color? I mean, that's what I thought, right? That's what I thought. And then I asked him, and he's like, I actually can't see blues, yellows, greens, reds. Uh, yeah, that's all he said. So I'm like, so you're telling me that all those colors look the same. Now, th and this is how he knows, right? Even even though I, if you are colorblind, I don't, I, I just don't know how it works. So I'm like, how do you, how do you know? And he's like, because people tell me that those colors are this color. That's why I know what those colors are. But to me, they all look the same. So now that's what he told me. So you're telling me it's like every day you wake up. It's like he lives in a 1920s movie. Everything's black and white. Can't see color. I don't, I doesn't make, you, do you see black and white? Like you can't tell the grass is green. I don't, that's, they got to have their own color spectrum. I would, I would think, right? I mean, is that a, is it their own color spectrum? I'm not a doctor. You know, what's funny is I'm like, every time I say stuff like this, then later people come back and they're like, um, uh, actually, <laughs> and, then the, and they want to inform me. And I, and I do appreciate it when people do that. Like I actually do. I appreciate it when people come and, and give me the answers that I didn't know of. And I'm like, Oh yeah, it's fine. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad that they do. Like, I, I don't remember what it was. I was confused about previous, but several people let me know. I think I had to do some, something with animals or whatever. Um, anyway, side note, everybody, baseball season, little kid baseball season is upon us. Uh, the, the, uh, I'm not going to talk about Pete Rose right now, but baseball season is here. And, uh, you know, when I was a kid, it, it started in May, could have been April, could have been late April, but I, I think it started in May season was basically over by June. It seemed like like when I was a little kid. Now kids play, play all weekend, uh, every weekend, play eight nights a week, you know, whatever, stuff like that, just over the top. But these days, every single weekend at every single tournament that kids get first or second, they give them rings. So, like, kids these days got, like, 40 rings on their dresser. 
Now, to be honest, I guess, I guess to, to, to dial it back a little because of uh, <laughs> the amount of annoyance that I have with that, um, you know, they used to give us trophies, and if you wanted to display those trophies, if you were good enough, <clears throat> you know, it would take up my whole dresser top when I was a kid. You know, at least the rings are small enough that you can throw them in a bag or whatever, but I just don't know. They give rings at every tournament, and I don't get it. Like, it, like, loses its appeal. You know, like, that that should be reserved for if you win the state championship, right? You get a ring. Like, that's a thing. But kids' baseball is, is different these days. Just things I don't understand. And the reason I'm saying this because uh, if, if anybody listens to the show and they're from m- maybe any state, really, I, I don't know how their baseball organization was uh, set up previous. But uh, everybody used to play everybody. Like every town, every small town in Oklahoma would play each other. But, I mean, if you were across the state, you wouldn't play till like, state, right? But – but you worked through uh, districts, and then you worked through regionals, and then you went to state, and you played each other. So I just don't know why everybody gets rings these days. So the rings mean nothing is really what I'm saying. And, like, I know I know three kids all the same age. One year. It wasn't this year because, you know, baseball started. But I don't know, two or three years ago, I knew three kids from three towns because I knew, knew their parents of the same age, and they all three won state. And they're not on the same team. Now, how does that happen? You don't, it's not, it's like, it's, it's like a made up thing. It's like people just go invent their own league. And then when you win out of your one out of 12 teams, uh, you won state. Does, I don't know. Rings are ruining the world. Quit giving everybody rings. Reserve it. You should pass out ribbons. (laughs) You should pass out ribbons. That's what you should do. I remember when I was a, when I was a child, uh, growing up where I did, there was a thing called Little Olympics. I don't know if if people did it at their own schools. I'm sure there was some variation of it. I don't know if that's what you called it. Where we grew up, it was called Little Olympics. And uh, when you won a race <laughs> or placed, um, they gave you a ribbon. And Blue Ribbon was first. I got to be honest, I don't remember what second or third was. They were red and white, but... Do I remember that? Like Little Olympics? I thought that was like the greatest thing ever when I was Little Olympics. I mean, I would be at Little Olympics, I would think I was in the real Olympics. Like I remember when I was a kid, like Little Olympics next week. Next week, Little Olympics, I gotta win this thing. I gotta win all the races. I gotta win all the tug of war. <laughs> Where classes would go against other classes. And uh I that was a thing. I, there was long jump. What was there back then? Long jump races. I don't know. Was it 100? Was it 50? I don't know. It was little kid stuff. Um, but did you guys do that in your community also? Really building confidence out there? Really building confidence for some kids when everybody had to participate in some event? <laughs> like Some kids are like, I don't really want to, teacher. Like, well, you got to because it's Little Olympics and you're going to go compete. Uh, but I thought that was great. Those were great times back then. But that's what we did at my little... At my little school. I don't know what you would call yours. I'm referencing back now, but speaking of baseball, um, there's like certain unwritten rules that if you play baseball, you know about, or if you're in the baseball family, you know about, or, and probably it's probably the same in softball. So, um, you're not supposed to, when somebody's throwing a no hitter, you're not supposed to speak of the no hitter. And, uh, 
And I did that. I did that. I spoke of the no-hitter through eight innings, I believe. Seven. Through seven innings, there was a no-hitter going at this uh, local university. Roger State Baseball. There's your shout-out, Roger State Baseball. Roger State University. Um, and there was a kid throwing, throwing, throw, hey, listen, sorry. Uh, it was his last home game. It was senior day. Didn't mean to jinx it. Um, but he's like through seven and I leaned over to talk to, uh, my friend, the coach's wife. And I said, Hey, um, Hey, he's throwing, he's throwing a no hitter. And she's like, do not say that. And, uh, you know, it's funny. He's like, she's saying it being funny, but. She's saying it being funny with the intensity in which she's saying it, but she actually for real wasn't being funny at all. And so, <laughs> uh, and if it is a thing, I got to be honest, I, I, you're not supposed to speak of these things. Um, you're not supposed to do anything different that you did all game because it throws off the mojo, right? So I, I could have brought it up on here. I don't remember. I mean, when I tell life stories, I don't. they get crossed. I don't know what all I brought up before, but... It was a game two or three weeks ago, and I stood up for the last out of the inning, and she flipped out, and she's like, sit down. You haven't stood up all game, right? So it's like a real thing. Well, uh, I knew what I was doing. I just <laughs> was messing with her. I'm like, hey, do you think uh, do you think the pitcher's name is Corey? I was like, hey, do you think Corey knows he's throwing a, <laughs> throwing a no-hitter right now? And she's like, stop saying that do not say that again i'm like say what like making a big ordeal about it and like people around us like what did he say like to be honest she made me look like a um she made me look like i was like talking perverted or something that's what because she's like do not say that lloyd you don't say that to me which was like a weird moment for everybody like staring at me where i look like i was like the local pervert looking at people's windows and uh and i'm like <laughs> i'm like what I, I i just asked a question i didn't know uh and then i flipped it around on her neck like she brought it up first but th do you guys know of these these things are people it's not it's not just baseball there's a lot of weird there's a lot of weird things to this day to this day because somebody told me a long time ago to this to, to this day, if a black cat, nobody even knows I do. I'm unveiling this information right now. Right now on the podcast is the first time I've ever told anybody this. But somebody told me in childhood, if a black cat crosses the road, you got to, you got to, when you're driving, you got to roll down the window and you, and you got to, you got to spit over your, hold up. If a black cat crosses the street, you got to spit over your left shoulder. I think that's what it was. I don't think it was when you're driving. This is if they cross the street and you see it. And to this day, when I see a black cat <laughs> without fail, I'll roll my window down and I'll spit out the window. Yeah, because I'm always driving and that's my left shoulder. So I don't, I don't know if you should, uh, if those are things that you should do. Uh, I think that uh, some people would say that super space. <laughs> I, does people do that? Like this is superstitious stuff. Like, you know, uh, I know people have like baseball superstitions. Uh, you got to do the same thing every time when you come to the plate. Um, you got to, some people, some people won't step on the, the chalk line. They'll, they'll jump the chalk line every time. Some people, uh, if it's a grass infield, when you cross over back into your dugout, will jump all the dirt on the line to include the chalk line. Uh, just people do different stuff. I, I, I just don't know if, 
if people have, now I I referenced it back to baseball. I'm not trying to make this a baseball episode, but for real, me spitting out the window every time I see a black cat. That's it. Oh, for instance, here's another one. <laughs> here's another one. Um, the lucky pin, like the penny on heads. This is a two part story. Penny on heads. I've always heard, you know, if you find a penny on heads, it's good luck. So my whole life to this day, uh, maybe it's a penny, nickel, quarter, right? Whatever. To this day, if I see any of those things on the ground and it's not heads, to this day, I don't pick them up. I still don't like at all. <laughs> well, hold up. Hold up. That's a lot. That's, that's actually a lie. That's, that's not true. Uh, I one time pulled up to a turnpike um, where, where I grew up. There's a, there's a turnpike exit. And so you throw your change in there. And uh, it was not uncommon to find about between $1 to $3 in quarters laying on the ground where somebody missed it and just kept driving. Probably threw it driving fast. And and uh, I would pick those up. Now, I did do that. That's something that I would do, so I can't say. But I, if it's a penny, and that penny, if that penny was on tails, I was not picking you up, Penny. Now, those turnpike quarters, once again, I picked those up all, all the time. I would do that. It was the Cherokee Nation Turnpike, okay. And so I'm, I'm, I'm. We're gonna go a little more in depth. I'm Cherokee Indian, uh, and so <laughs> the Cherokee Nation Turnpike, and uh, I never paid the thing because where I lived, I do now. I have a Pike Pass for anybody trying to come get me. Uh, but in childhood, when I lived there, I never, ever, ever paid the Turnpike. Because there was no camera. I ran it every single time. Every time. And they would tell you you'd get a $90 fine. Well, I probably owed $15,000. I never paid the thing. Uh, and so I got married. Was I married? And I wasn't married yet. I just... Uh, anyway, so when my girlfriend slash wife, whatever she was at the time, I told her. Oh, we were married because she had a, a, a Cherokee Nation tag. So I'm like, hey, you don't have to, uh, when you when you go through that turnpike gate, if you got a Cherokee tag, you don't you don't have to pay. Like Indians don't have to pay at the toll booth at on the Cherokee Nation turnpike. And I told her that, and uh, so she ran it all the time. Now I I wasn't going to pay the bill because once again I knew they weren't going to send a ticket. But I told her that she was running that turnpike every time, <laughs> all day, all the time. And then she told my wife, or my wife told my mom one day, she's like, I think that's pretty cool how the, how the Cherokees don't have to pay the toll gate. <laughs> and my mom's like, what? She's like, Cherokees don't have to pay the toll gate. I think that's cool that they don't make Indians pay the, t- pay the toll. <laughs> and my mom's like, what are you talking about? She's like, Lloyd told me if you're Indian, you don't have to pay the Cherokee Nation Turnpike for your Cherokee Indian and or if you got a tag. And so uh that's you know, the day my wife found out that she might owe a little money uh to the state. I can't believe she'd be running that. Why was she running it anyway? She wasn't Cherokee. Unbelievable. Uh what was I saying? Oh yeah. Point is I picked up a lot of change uh on that on that <laughs> that toll gate before. I would do that. Just the pennies. Pennies weren't good. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about something really fast. I'm, I'm not sponsoring them at all. Uh, not what, not the podcast, anyway. I'll, I'll help uh, 
a little closer down the line. But so I got a friend from uh, back in the day, and he uh, started an organization. And now, but hear this out. This is not like a sponsorship. I'm going somewhere. This is an actual story. <laughs> this is a story. I attended a, this event. He has a nonprofit company. Um, he helps to real, real. Are you guys serious? Do you hear this? When I can't talk, it bothers me. Uh, he has a rehabilitate. <laughs> he has a rehabilitation, um, not company, you know, but he has these houses where they sponsor these people who uh, have hit rock bottom. And, uh, but there's certain requirements to get in the house. It's a legitimate deal. They've helped a lot of people. And there's a, a lot of very successful people that came out of this house and after the fact because of the way it's structured. So it's an awesome thing, right? So I, there's this charity event uh, in this local town uh, where, where I'm at. And so I got invited to this thing. And so there's a member of all of these houses sitting at every table. So they tell their story. Um, and, and, and it's, they want you to donate, right? So that's, that's the point, but they tell their story uh, just to like impact you to be like, Oh wow, this is what has happened in my life since I started this program. Now I'm sitting here now for those of you, I, I say it very often. So if you listen to the show, you know, I'm a little chubby, right? And, uh, and I talk about it a lot and I talk about it so much cause I didn't used to be. And now I am. And like every day I'm like, every day I wake up, I'm like, why man, just eat better. But then it's lunchtime and barbecue sounds great. So, so, you know, so there's that anyway. So I'm sitting at the table and, and the first plate is salad and it's got some strawberries on it and whatever, you know, it's like banquet kind of food when you're cooking for mass people. And so like I eat the salad Now I made a happy plate, the, the way I've been wording this story. So I made a happy plate with the first plate. So then they set down the dinner plate, which was like chicken, rice, asparagus. I think that's what it was. Same, same kind of, you know, big banquet stuff. So I like forked that down my hole. I made two happy plates setting on the table already for when, you made it that far was cheesecake in front of every seat. So now I've made two happy plates and I'm starting on the third happy plate. Now this guy's telling his story and, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying it's a horrible story. I'm not, I'm not, it doesn't have anything to do with this guy's personal life though. He's back on track and, and it's awesome. Right. But, but side note though. And so I hear him say, yeah, listen, this place isn't just for, he's like, know what he say. He's like, yeah, there's a lot of people that are addicted to drugs and alcohol, but there's a lot of other addictions, too, that, that they help fix. And he's going down the line with uh, different things. And then I hear him say this. And he's like, yeah, and overeating. We help people you know, with overeating because people that's a problem with people. As I just made two happy plates, and I'm like into my second or third bite of cheesecake, and I was 100% for real, for sure, I was about to make three happy plates. And, uh, and I, and, and I heard him say that, uh, as I just forked the third spoonful in my mouth, fork and spoon, if that didn't make any sense. Then, uh, and I threw my fork up in the air and I'm like, are you serious? Like for real? Cause I even think he glanced at me. I even, I, I'm actually, I'm certain that he glanced at me when he's like, yeah, an overeating. I'm like, bro, what are you, what are you talking about? I mean, I, uh, it hurt my feelings. You know, and I just sat there and heard his story, so I wanted to be proud of him. But the guy basically, the the guy basically subliminally just told me I'm chubby. So I'm like, bro, you, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. 
Because I because if 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 I say what was in my head, it feels like I'm making fun of his success, and I'm not. But it's a good organization. I didn't say the name. I will say the name because you should look him up and don't take my silly story for it. By the way, that kid said that like for real, and I'm like, bro, you don't you don't. I don't I'm not tearing apart your story. You didn't go to the NBA guy or whatever he was saying. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Should I even drop the name after I just talk like that? I'm going to. Uh, check him out. This is my only plug. By the way, way not a sponsor. They wouldn't be anyway. Like, it's a nonprofit. They're not going to pay me. Sponsor them. Uh, it's, it's called Hope is Alive. It, and so, uh, check it out. They're, they're bringing this house to uh, the area that I live in. They're, they're in four states, seven cities. 21 or 22 houses. This is going to be the next one. Uh, and they're like, really are like changing people's lives. There's a lot of those people there. So like I watched it, uh, I heard their stories and, uh, yeah, it's a good thing. Uh, but that guy, I don't even want to say his name. <laughs> I'm not going to say his name because then I, it sounds like I'm making fun of the story, but bro, you don't worry about my overeating. I'm fine. I was carb loading. Might've been squat day the next day. The kid don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, Hey, listen, love, I love everybody. I love everybody so much. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Life and Times podcast. By the way, side note, um, if you, um, if you listen every week, there's like two people I was supposed to have on this podcast. One just is a timing issue. And the other one, I don't know. I'm, I am going to interview Rosie the River Riveter, and it will come out a midweek show. But I, I was unable. I got a call about it, but then couldn't make it link up. I was out of town. That that's coming out. Uh, that's fine. And if you've listened to this rambling at this point, if you listen to this show, and I appreciate if you do, I I would say hit the subscribe button. Most people probably do. Uh, but if you, especially if you're on iTunes, I don't know how to do it otherwise. Whatever podcast platform you listen to. Uh, go give the star five show five stars. By the way, please, if you would give this show five stars, I'd greatly appreciate it. Um, and uh, that's it. I just just so you know, I only have one. I have one four star in the whole thing, and it's from a kid who's one of my best friends of my whole life. And that's what, and that's that's what he did. And it, and I and I call him. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing? And he says. Well, Lloyd, nobody's perfect. <laughs> so, uh, what an idiot. All right. So, love everybody. Have a good week. Uh,